Welcome back to the Tower Show. I'm your host, Tyler Zubair. And today, uh, I have Paveen. Paveen, say fucking hi. I'm not happy to be here. Uh, you should say fucking hi, mate. I said hi. So say hi. Hi, I'm not happy to be here. Okay. It's been a while. I haven't talked to you guys for a long fucking time. I'm pretty sure I did a hiatus for three or four months. A hiatus? Is that how you say it? I don't know the word. Is that the right yeah. word? It's high, but it's fine. I don't think anyone cares. I'm pretty sure most of my viewers are less than 12 years old and pretty dumb. Wait, if you uh, looked at the stats, at least some of the viewers are from Washington and Texas. So I don't if you, know why anyone in Washington or Texas would listen to this. That's the thing. Why would anyone? We dude, talk. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and also it's a like who who go who actively searches the Taha show on. This I don't know. Like I looked at the I looked at the stats. There we have viewers from Washington and Texas, and I'm pretty sure it's from the Elon Musk podcast. I did pretty sure. Elon Musk. Pod- okay, so they were basically there just to watch your one. No, but I, I mean, the viewer says 55% from US. So clearly just not one podcast. What do you mean? Because on, on the, on the um, anchor stats, it said I have 133 all-time listens, right? Um, mm-hmm. And 50% of it is from US. Okay, so 50% of them were there to watch your... No, uh, no, because no, no. I mean, there are, there, are other, there are other episodes out there, but the highest viewed one is the Elon Musk one, which is 17. Okay. Yeah, I just I just find it weird that give a tune into your podcast randomly without knowing you personally. But anyways, because you know, no, no, the Tyler show is is just anonymous with quality and significant value to society. So I don't obviously everyone with right in mind will listen to my podcast. Yeah, that that's assuming everyone knows your that your podcast even exists in the first okay. place. Okay, if you don't know me, I'm Tyler Zubar, 19 years old, just became 19. Paveen's about 35. Uh, do you want to clarify yeah. your age, Paveen? <laughs> 35, it is. Paveen's 21. Uh, currently in New- University of Adelaide. Yeah, changed uni again, if you know me. Uh, Bachelor of Computer Science. She just couldn't handle Monash. <laughs> couldn't yeah. handle Monash. That's not how it works. I kind of passed Monash. Okay, Paveen, wh- where are you in, buddy? Where are you in right now? Where am I in? I said, sorry, which uh, uni are you in and what course? I mean, you know that. Yeah, but clearly the viewers don't know that, do they? Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, someone in Texas, right? That is questioning where Pavini is from, you know? Someone, I doubt someone in Texas would actually care, but... I um, reckon someone in Washington, D.C. is Googling where Pavini is right now, and it's a point because he doesn't know where Pavini is. So, clarify. Fucking, all right. Uh, Monash, Malaysia, I'm doing uh, psychology. So, <laughs> all right. today we'll talk about deep topics. Some very deep topics. Uh, I, will, I will start off. Really? Does it have to be deep? Can't we just talk yeah, about Yeah, it, it is deep topic. So let's, I'll start it off. How much money would it take for you to suck a dick? Uh, and there is, there's no wrong answer. There's no right answer. Do you know anything? How much money would it take? When I say suck a dick, this person allowed to finish in your mouth, by the way. So how much money would it take for you to suck a dick? Five million? Five million? No, actually 10 million. That's a lot, you know. Well, yeah. That's a lot. I, I've said, I mean, in the I, past, I, in the past, I said a million, but nowadays, I would go, I would let anyone finish in my mouth 100 grand. Yeah, I value my heterosexuality. You know, but do, think about this. Think about how much financially independent you will be if you had 100 grand right now. I mean, talking about yeah. USD here. Yeah, yeah, sure, but I mean, it's just one, just one time. You suck him off one time. You just get the money straight away. 
There's no taxes. Just straight up with cash, a hundred, a hundred grand or more, or a million or whatever amount is. Honestly, if if you take it for less than five million, you are either not about your money or you're just you're just secretly bisexual. No, but here's the thing. No, but okay. it it makes because if you, it's so I really believe in right that money is very important and makes life easier sometimes. A hundred grand is a large amount, right? Like a hundred grand could give you two years of tuition fees just right there, minimum. Two right? years, but not for. Yeah, but it will go a long way helping you secure your. I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but there must be other ways of making a hundred thousand. I I know that, but I'm talking about right now, right here. Yes, five million, great amount. But who would anyone pay five million for? You know, James Franco. He has five million. But what do you pay five million to uh, to finish on your mouth? Sounds like sounds. He seems like the guy that that would be okay with that. So yeah, why not? Okay, but my logic is I want the money badly and I, I want it bad. So if you want to give me 100 grand to finish me off, I'll take it. By the way, once you get your 100 grand, um, just 50 50 it. Oh, yeah, uh, obviously, I will. I'll, uh, wait, wait, 50, I, took the, I took the semen in my mouth. What did you do? I don't act like you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> uh, the, the, before we continue, I'm completely heterosexual. And, uh, is that the right word? I'm heterosexual. Yeah. It is, 20, it is 2020. Um, yeah. There's no shame. In- there, there's, I'm not saying there's shame in being homosexual, but I current, personally, I am a heterosexual male. Um, putting it out there. I, I, do, I do like the occasional... Uh, <laughs> wait, why am I going with this? All right, let's just move on. Moving <laughs> on. Why the, is this uh, the first topic you brought up? Because what? I believe that's a, it's a good icebreaker to know what kind of person you are. Clearly, you're very uptight about yourself. I'm more easygoing. Yeah, yeah, you judge that by how many, how much money you would like to take. But I say, I'm. If you give me hundred grand right now, I'll suck you off. You want five million, which is insane amount to me. Five so you, you're, you're, you're telling me right now, if your parents were in insane debt, you wouldn't suck someone off for hundred grand. Insane debt. Okay, let's say, um, if your parents are struggling to pay your tuition fees right now, right, and someone offered you hundred grand, and they'll finish your amount, you wouldn't take it. My parents would sooner kick, uh, force me out of uni then. No, but but you you have the chance to completely complete your degree by just sucking someone off. Why would you not take it? And I guess it depends on how desperate I am, but I don't think I'll ever be that desperate. Really? Okay, you are clearly a man of. Okay, you say so. Can move on a different topic then. The elections happened a couple of days ago, a week ago. Okay. I know. I know nothing. You know something. I know, I know a bit of something. You know a bit of something. I know I'm joking. We're not, we're not going there. I'm not going to have political debate on my podcast. I'm not smart enough for this shit. So, my, even more important, Pokemon cards. I'm joking. We're not going to Pokemon cards. <laughs> you, do you know anything about Pokemon cards? Uh, I know that Pokemon. they're expensive. Some of them, at least. I don't uh, know. Have you, have you seen there's a sudden rise in Pokemon cards? Like, they've been in the stock market. Yeah, but that's only because people like... Logan Paul. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, also, but there's people like Logic, uh, Gary V, and other. Yeah, two what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that it's been inflated. The value is inflated. Yeah, you know how, been, yeah, you know how it's always supply and demand. Like yeah. You took yeah. And, um. 
But you you know, gotta you gotta understand that the demand for the uh, the cards, right? There's only so many first edition cards I've made. So at a certain point, there's no longer any left. Yeah, but there has to be monetary value to it. It is the rarity. It's it's inflated. It's it's hugely inflated. Yeah, it's inflated. But here's the thing: Pokemon cards are known to remain in value even if it doesn't increase. Dude, I swear, there's gonna be a, and it's just gonna pop and it's just, it's just gonna burst. No, it, it can because if it was just, if it was like an infinite supply thing, then I understand that. It, this is kind of like the housing um, market where there's only a certain number of houses there. And at a certain point, you no longer can buy more houses and you cannot build more houses. So the cards you get right now are what's available in the market right now. And if you buy for 20 grand, well, it's 20 grand. You're not getting less for it in the future. Wait, what are you saying right now? That As in, so, okay, let me just give you a perspective. So um, there's only so many first edition packs uh, printed in 1999. Mm-hmm. Right, and only certain number of cards are in good condition. I'm talking about PSA, PSA ten or nine, which basically means a mint condition. Mm-hmm. So there's only so many available in the market, and if you buy a twenty percent of them in the from the market, there's only eight percent left. And if everyone buys the card from the market, there's no there's no longer any supply. Then there's mm-hmm. restricted supply. Demand increases. You might have a case where prices no longer rise, but I, I don't see prices dropping. Because it's not infinite supply. You get me? Yeah, but it is. But no, but it is gonna burst, and then it's just it's it's, it's just gonna fucking zoom down. Why would it zoom down? Because people are gonna find out that the that the prices are inflated, and no, no one's gonna be able to afford it. They're always gonna be collectors, Pavin. And collectors want those cards. Yeah, right. But no. Yeah, but it's at the end of, at the end of the day, it's gonna be inflated. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend investing right now because I'll wait for the a uh, couple of months away where prices drop again, then you buy it again. But I do think they're they're not gonna lose that much money on Pokemon cards. I may they might lose a couple of grand or a couple like ten grand or whatever. It won't be like a half the amount they initially bought it for. They might get eighty percent uh, cut. It won't be that bad though. I don't know. I think I think it's just gonna burst. I think it's gonna drop really bad. I mean, it, it's kind of like the stock market, you know, <laughs> kind of, sort of. Um, the um, I, I think sports cards in general, like any card collecting um, uh, market, it, it's all about how much, how many collectors are there. And Pokemon is one of those things where everyone knows about it. Like your childhood base amount. Pokemon cards. You go to your um, lunchtime, bring your Pokemon deck and trade. I was that kid who um, I used to have a friend and he had a bunch of Pokemon cards and I traded one of my uh, uh, one of my Charizards for a Shiny because I thought a Shiny was worth more than Charizard because I, I, I was a, a whore for Shiny stuff. So I gave away my common cards for the Shinies. Turns out they're all fake. They're all fake. None of them are fucking real. You know? And even though like it doesn't matter anyway, my mom sold my all my cards for ten bucks anyway, so I have nothing to show for. Um, just tears, a lot of tears. Moving on, okay. Uh, let's talk about something more lighthearted than Pokemon cards. I can't believe it actually we actually talked about Pokemon cards because they're fucking interesting, man. People are buying it. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not interesting. They're int- okay, it's it's another uh, stream of income that you can have if you invest properly. 
it's not that bad. You know, the th- okay, the, the, it's like you. Said, By the way, no, 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 Pokemon cards like two grand or five grand or two twenty yeah, or two hundred. No, no, I, I get you, I get you, but yeah. what you're saying is, um, it, it all it's all dependent on the collectors. The collectors, are yeah, who wants, yeah, right. Yeah. But ten years into the future, you really think people are gonna be like, oh, Pokemon? Yes, because nostalgia. We all grew up watching Pokemon. No, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd yeah, look at Pokemon and go, oh, nostalgia, yeah. Am I going to spend five bucks on the card? Fuck no. Five bucks? Who do you think it is? Lugio? It is <laughs> Pokemon. I'm not, I'm not, the, the thing is, I'm not even going to spend Is that the right Pokemon. word, Lugio, or the Hugio? What is it? Lugio, right? I don't know. You're the Pokemon expert. No, no, Lugio being the, the, the other anime. What's the other anime? Not Pokemon, oh, the other one. Lugio. Is it Lugio? What? Some the the um, the, the, the oh, other card anime Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh Yu-Gi-Oh. Sorry Yu-Gi-Oh. There you oh go. Oh my fucking god. Oh my fucking god. You know, at least Yu-Gi-Oh is actually a thing. I at least like, some people actually play Yu-Gi-Oh competitively. Yeah, but Pokemon. The whole point of Pokemon cards, they are ch- like you grew up with the card game. Everyone has a card, at least one of them. No, not really. I had more Yu-Gi-Oh cards than I had Pokemon cards. You have more Yu-Gi-Oh cards. You are a sad, sad kid, if that's the case. What do you mean? Yu-Gi-Oh was like my childhood. It was amazing. It's a good anime. Good anime. Wait, so you're telling me you, you watch Yu-Gi-Oh more than Pokemon growing up? I played Pokemon, but I didn't really watch it. No. Okay. But at least, did you have the cards at least? I told you. No, I had, I had no Pokemon cards. But wait, how- how can you play the game but not have the cards? The cards are the main part of it. <laughs> uh, no, not really. The cards aren't really the main part of it. The game is the main part of it. <laughs> name, su- name suggested. What it's like living in uh, Sunway. <laughs> yep. What is what it's like living in Sunway Marsh Residence? If you didn't know, uh, I I went to Marsh Malaysia for a year, and I stayed in a building called SMR. SMR is like right next to the Monash Malaysia campus. Student dormitory. Student residence. Yeah. Yeah, but so he's he, is it expensive? It's overpriced, honestly. I mean, yeah, I didn't know, I didn't have any other options. Like that was the closest one to the. Also, oh, Talha is the baller, so she really, he really. That's the, that, that's not how it works. I literally had no option. Where else could I could have lived? You could have gone to Nadayu. You could have gone to Sunway Geo. The close Sunway Geo is more expensive than SMR. Yeah, but at least it's nicer. So I mean, it's. It, it might be more ex- like worth you might have to pay more but it's yeah. worth per more per dollar more yeah, per yeah some with you another you are a better price than smr for sure but the smr is the closest thing to the monarch malaysia campus which to me was very important because i'm i wake up late sometimes some with you is only like five minutes away plus you don't even do you but, even go but, to your lectures do you even go to your lectures okay before you accuse me of such bullshittery I, when I was in the first semester, I didn't miss a single... Okay, that's a lie. First, <laughs> first semester, first semester, I missed about two or three lectures. Oh, yeah, so that's why as well. I missed about five lectures at most, pretty short. I had a 95% attendance on the first semester, okay? So fuck yourself. I had um, 0%, by the way. You have 0%? No, I think I had. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Um, let me check this. Right, twenty five percent attendance. Okay, before Bavin acts really cool, it's because he's a fucking local, okay? And locals get away with that attendance. If you're an immigrant, like Saya M, bit of my life for you, uh, you cannot have an attendance below eighty percent, or else you might get a call from the good old government telling you to fuck right off. Okay, so SMR. 
Uh, I lived in SMR for six months before the whole COVID thing hit. I need to come back to Brunei. Uh, this is my uh, perspective. It's SMR, tough. it's... For the it's price tough. you pay, you, you're at other better places out there. But in terms of, if you, if you don't really care about the quality of the place and just want something really close to the campus, it's a good... It's not that bad, you know? It, it is overpriced as fuck, for sure. But Family Mart was downstairs. There's a gym downstairs. And, there's a, you know, it, there's also um, a restaurant downstairs as well. And the campus is literally next to the building. So, like, it'll take you two minutes to go to the campus. It's not that bad. P- Paveen, on the other hand, wasn't okay. in SMR. But okay. come from your perspective. All right. Uh, this Antaha's perspective is from the perspective of someone who actually had to pay and live there. My perspective is from the perspective of someone who freeloaded there. So what I do is I basically just live uh, in the dollhouse room. What was it? Three days a week? and then, Yeah, yeah oh, three days a week. Two days a week, something like that. And then yeah. um, the three in Niaja's place. And Niaja's place. So basically, like the whole week, I'd stay in uni, but I basically freeload all of them. Um, my perspective of it is that it, it is hell. It is hell. It's How? it's yeah. Living in SMR is like living in a prison. The fucking I don't know why, but the buildings are designed. It, it's like a you know those fucking prisons where like it's it's an octagon and shit, and then you have like the the guards at the center, and then every like it's just the jail cells are just all around. Do you know that? Uh, so yeah, up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look up Panopticon if you don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll put up the screen right now. Okay, yeah. What about yeah. this? Yeah, so basically it's designed like a panopticon, I feel like. Obviously not literally like that. And that would be horrible. But uh, it's, it basically gives up that vibe. And it's so cramped. It's so building-y. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, Thal's room was also really fucking cramped. Wasn't that bad. You liked my room. I liked your room more than Niaja's room. But it's still pretty fucking cramped. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I my room was one of the better yeah, rooms out there because it was renovated recently. So the AC was room, the TV was new, everything was new. So if you hated my room, you would have hated the other rooms for sure then. Yeah, definitely. And I know this is rich coming from someone who didn't pay for anything. But <laughs> but in my defense, all right, here's my argument. Because I didn't pay for anything, I therefore had an... Uh, I therefore... Unbiased? Had an objective perspective with regards okay. to what smr could offer because once you pay for it um you're gonna have you're gonna have uh bias towards smr being better than because since you like. paid for the amount you might as well enjoy yeah. it right yeah um it's the thing though like from the i hate smr as much as the next guy and my next guy is mahan so but smr isn't isn't um that good but here's the perspective of someone coming to malaysia new from the perspective who hasn't lived in who hasn't lived abroad by himself uh well, I have never mind that's a lie well, it's the perspective of who someone's been to Malaysia the first time and uh, kind of anxious about going to uni the fact that SMR was so close to the campus it made it almost comforting knowing okay if I have if I finish my lectures um at 4 p.m I know I can be back to my room at 4 10 something like that right at most uh, it, it's nice knowing I can, if I forget a, a laptop, if I forget my charger, if I forget my book, I can just go back to a room and get it and come back to the lecture hall or come back to my library and it's fine. 
right? It's it's just it's convenient knowing how close it is. Oh, obviously the rooms aren't the best. The toiletries can be way fucking better. I'm talking to talking to you, my roommate, who brought your girlfriend and the pure blood everywhere. Fucking Seriously? monster. Yeah, there's just some guy brought her, brought their girlfriend, even though it's not fucking allowed. And the girlfriend, I'm not I'm not in the right word. I don't know the right word to describe it, but there's pure blood on the floor on tiles. Sorry. Period and he didn't blood. period blood because uh, it's blood. I assume it's not the guy on the floor. I mean, never know. I mean, okay, but if you are, but yeah, it's on the floor and he didn't, he didn't clean it. I had to ask the cleaner from downstairs to clean it. And it looks like it wasn't the best. Um, yeah, so, and everyone complained. So uh, I, we have like five or six people in, in the apartment, in the same apartment. And we all complained to ourselves. And, and since we're all CS students or, or like introverts, no one bothered to comfort confront the actual person and so we just talk shit behind his back and be like oh yeah what a cut right <laughs> but no one actually went it's your fault Wait, why are you dissing yourself here uh, because i'm a very nice person go fuck yourself okay so smr uh, i'll give a rating of in terms of close in terms of proximity to uni a uh, nine out of ten facilities six out of ten uh living conditions uh, it has a tv yeah it has a tv before you talk shit about it uh, I would say a 6 out of 10. Overall, I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, right. Um, basically, all Taha's rhetoric about convenience and all that, that's basically just translation for I have no self-discipline. <laughs> um, uh, honestly, it's a 4 for me. It's so fucking bad. 4 overall? Yeah. You explain why? Like, for all the reasons that I've said. Okay. Yeah, facilities suck. The room is the rooms are cramped. Okay. Your room is especially cramped, despite like, despite it being what the second most expensive one, right? Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, the buildings. I mean, they're not bad or not well maintained. Like the elevators work and all that, but it's just it just doesn't give off a good vibe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm more of a vibe guy. I okay, very vibe guy. Okay, four out of ten. You going with that? Yeah. For so if Bobby gives a 4 out of 10, okay. I give it a 6.5 out of 10. I make it out of... Oh, if you want to know about the prices, I think I paid about 12.50 ringgit per month. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I paid. $300? 300 USD? That's a... For, for BND, that would be about 400 BND, I think. Yeah, about 400 BND. BND. And for USD, for USD, it would be about 300, I think, Yeah. Uh, per month. Uh, to give perspective, the... Things that uh, Pavin was talking about, not that you, I could have gotten a bigger room for about the same price. Same price, yeah, much bigger room, way bigger room. Yeah, and also, I could have I could have stayed in somewhere Geo for about fifteen hundred. It might seem more, but it's much bigger room. I got an end suite and just better conditions overall. Um, the next question from Nath. he asks one thing about Brunei you hate, and I'll be very careful here. I don't want to get deported. All right. <laughs> so I guess I'll just say yeah. I guess I'll just say everything and then. <laughs> okay, fine. So I'm and gonna say uh, I'll go first because uh, it's my fucking show, mate. Let me fucking talk. I, uh, okay, okay, so I really don't like. Um, okay, so uh, it's it's a perspective of someone uh, who went to JIS from KB, and most of my time in Brunei was literally me going to school and coming back. And saying I'll be so tired from traveling from KB to Bandar on the weekends, I'll be fucking dead. I'll stay in my house most of the time. Uh, but one thing I hear about Brunei the most would be is 
uh, I wish there were more stuff to do in terms of just literally just more stuff to do. Not saying more. I mean, people 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 want more clubs per se. People want more nights stuff. But personally, I just wanted more stuff to do. Honestly, um, like I got new examples of that. Um, when I was in Marsh Malaysia, Sunway, um, the Sunway Mall was ginormous. It had it had everything you could think of in there and stuff. Um, tourism is something we're not getting better at, but it's not there yet. It's really boring in the sense where after a week or after four days or five days you've pretty much seen everything in Brunei to be honest uh, it's not much to do but that's just a lazy thing to say but let me but the, what, the thing I hate about Brunei the most is uh, would be attitude of the people and this is very controversial <laughs> uh, it, it's almost upsetting how a country that provides so much to citizens financially, they're so demotivated to achieve anything worthwhile. And I, I, know, I know it's a stereotype. And obviously, I know people are getting better. But I wish people gave more effort into using the opportunities they're given to their fullest max. I'm not saying build a satellite. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying try a bit harder in, in school and try a bit harder in general. Just make most out of the stuff you're given. Um, that'll be me. I hate the work ethic, the work culture in Brunei, and I feel like it could be way better. And if they, it could be a much better country as a whole, economy-wise and living-wise, if people just cared more. Go on, Pavin. Um, let's see. Well, I agree with what you said about attitude. Uh, well, facilities, I, I see. Um, the, the whole infrastructure of Brunei, it's... Oh, that's a good point. That's a great point. I wish okay. there was a train. Or bus to rival. Yeah, I mean, for a first world country, like suppose that I guess the first world with air quotes, mind you. Um, I mean, by GDP, is a first world country, but not actual. Yeah. Uh, oh, what the buildings are from the eighties, most of them. Most of them. They're getting better though. I mean, like uh, re- recently, I had this. Uh, I don't know what what that building is for but uh, this building built close to my apartment yeah um, finished but there's nothing going on like no one's moving in uh, I don't know what it's for it looks like an office but yeah fucking weird uh, yeah all of the buildings when you go to the city center right it doesn't mm-hmm. look like it doesn't look like it's a city center it looks like a, a town that people just forgot about like the building is a not maintained well infrastructure is like poor i went to the public library once with abna to study yeah like yeah horrible as well uh, just everything is not well kept or maintained and it's weird considering like it has such a like small population but gdp is first of all as you said but it can't provide for its people it can't provide for it, it, its infrastructure and it's yeah I don't know that 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 part just irks me. I I really wonder where all the money. I feel like a, a reliable public trans a reliable public transport would go a long way in making a country a better place. Definitely, you know they had a fucking bus like that. That was the only public transport available, like yeah. a bus, right? Yeah. And that bus was never on time. Yeah, it was never on time, and it was it wasn't even like a proper public bus. Those that you'd see in Malaysia, and I yeah. assume everywhere else. Everywhere it, else. It, 
it's it's those like fucking it's from the 80s <laughs> it is the design is from the 80s i'd assume that everything inside of it is probably from the 80s too it's just really horrible um besides about i wish there was a train that connected kbd and bandar yeah and i don't honestly i, I, I don't know i know it's a small country doesn't make sense but there's so many people who travel from KB to Banda just to work or go to school. No, it's worth is, it. It doesn't does it have to be like okay, you can have it like Japan where there's like a bullet train. Yeah. Just going through. I mean like sure it's small. Okay, but I know it's just much better in terms of transport. Like people can just commute from Bandar to 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 KB more frequently. Yeah. And yeah, it's just fucked. It will really boost the economy as well, you know. If you if you can go to a place more often, you're more likely to spend more money and time there. Obviously. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's fucked. But but then again, I, I can kind of see the predicament where yeah. a lot of the money earned by the people. Yeah. Yep. They just cross the border, go to Malaysia. Yeah, go to Miri. Yeah, at a cheaper price and come back. I mean, Brunei is, I guess is in a trapped it's basically just trapped by Malaysia and yeah. I mean, one, yeah. one of the good things about COVID, I'm um, from the very few things about COVID for Brunei is that Brunei's economy has gotten better because of COVID. The tourism in Brunei yeah. has gotten better because people are no Don't, longer go crossing the border to Miri to buy something. They're in, I, in, instead investing in the economy right now. I don't think you meant um, tourism. I think you just meant consumption. All the tourism because people um, who would have gone abroad to spend their holidays are now in Brunei and just going across Brunei to have fun. Whether yeah, it's locals, tra- locals traveling in Brunei, locals like you know um, consuming whatever it is in Brunei isn't exactly tourism. It's just consumption. That was just the economy. Then the economy's gonna better, and okay, businesses in general as well. I mean, apparently businesses are really happy now. So right now we're talking about urban development, right? We're talking about infrastructure, yeah. talking yep. about all that, talking about urban development. And one of the tenets of urban development is that all people should have the right over the space and how it should be transformed. Okay. But the problem is, well, the urban movement in Brunei is fairly lacking with regards to that. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody really contests uh, over how the space should be developed. And which community should be allowed to use those spaces, etc. And for very specific reasons, which you know why. For listeners from Brunei probably know yeah, why. Yeah, I know why. <laughs> know why. Um, the citizenry can't exactly do that. Yep. And so it severely limits how the, the diversity in how the social movements may progress and how communities may define themselves. And so you're left with a community that's not only socially, you're left with a community that's not only like very bland and very one tone. Um, you're also left with communities that aren't able to develop themselves. And that's, yeah. And, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. If the communities can't develop, you can't expect the, the people living in Brunei to, to develop as well. And yeah, it's, it's just thumped, I guess, is, is what I'd say. I think the reason this ties back to, I think this relates back to your, your thing about the, your comment about mindset, because if the community is under, is not developed well, or doesn't, isn't given the chance to develop, then, you know, how, how, how is the population, how is the individual supposed to uh, mature? Good point, to be honest. Like, it, it almost sometimes it feels like even the stuff that's available to you, you can't really make most out of it. There's so many restrictions and laws against stuff. Yeah. It, it almost doesn't feel like it's your own place. Oh, careful there. 
Um, you're treading on very. I would say um, deregulating some of the law to be goes a long way, making Bunai feel a bit more homey. You know. Okay. On a brighter note, uh, Naif asked again something you appreciate about Brunei. And since I went first the first time, you can go first now, mate. I thought this is your show. Yeah, it's, I know it's my fucking show, but it's your time now. So go on. Sunsets in Brunei are nice. The people in Brunei are nice because they don't really care about a lot of stuff. Um, jungles in Brunei are nice. The air in Brunei is nice. I mean, you literally stating the minimum stuff you appreciate about rainforest. <laughs> literally. What else am I supposed to say? I mean, like the... Honestly, the buildings are from the eighties. I can I like I know I barely go out, like, but Jesus, just like driving cross town, driving through the town, it's depressing. Looking at like buildings from the eighties, and then and then like literally looking at this, and okay. then looking at KL, and I'm uh, like, what the fuck? You can't compare the two though. One of them have very different goals and um and how I, they I, wanna. I know I can't compare the two. But inadvertently, I'll compare the two because yeah, I've lived okay. in two yeah, fair, fair. cities. Yeah. I mean, how, how did this turn from appreciating Brunei to almost dissing it again? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, fine. Find another. Um, Brunei's chill. Um, yeah, that's it. I really, All right, you know what? You fucking try. Let me try my best here. Uh, oh, I lo- also, the internet is crap. Please. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me, let me add. Say. The internet in Brunei is horrible. It's actually fucking And very horrible. expensive. Very expensive. Very expensive and very bad. Um, I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now my turn. Since Paveen was raised with a golden fucking spoon from Malaysia, I'll tell you from perspective of Bengali, Mr. from Bangladesh. Mister Baker's is nice. I like Mister Baker's. That's the most poshest place you could have named. That's Jis. You're well done, you twat. Okay. I, I like Jis and Mister Baker's. You you like the the you like the two things that are least Brunei things in Brunei. What okay? If I, uh, what else is what else is that that's Brunei? Um. Um, well, there we. I mean, there's Ambuyar, a lot you know, loads of track in place. I don't know what Ambuyar is. Do you know what Ambuyar? It's a it's a traditional food where it's, it's like a traditional porridge kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 not exclusive to Brunei, but it it is what Brunei is known for. Um, horrible food. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, my turn. Uh, since okay, from Bangladesh, I I lived in Bangladesh for nine years. I lived in Brunei for ten years and a bit. I love the fact it's so peaceful. I, I know, and it's it's a dumb quite it's a dumb thing to say. Oh, it's peaceful! How oh, great! Oh, yes. But going from Bangladesh, where I had to lock the door every single night, and I'll still get robbed sometimes. Not saying I did, but people did get robbed. Um, knowing that I, if I forget to lock the door one day, I'll still be fine because no one's gonna rob any of me, and I can walk down the street at night and be safe. It's a nice thing. It's a nice feeling. And my dad, the fact that my dad can let me go. To school a like hundred kilometers away and know they'll come back safely. Great thing. Also, since most of my friends are in Brunei, hanging hanging around with them in Brunei, um, it's fun, man. The reason why I love coming back to Brunei uh, at the end of uni is because I have so many friends here. Um, okay, so that has nothing to do with Brunei. That has more to do with your personal relationships. Well, yes, but you know, it's the fact that it's in Brunei. That's why I like Brunei. So shut the fuck up and take the compliment. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, you, you have nothing good to say about Brunei. I have. I just say it's fucking peaceful, and I like the fact it's safe. Okay, that's one. Also, that's I, also, I love the greenery, and I love the fact there's a, a, a smoke around my fucking lungs. That's great to know. Okay, yeah, but that's just me saying the air is nice. What else? Yeah, which is what I I said about eloquently though, which is why mine's better. 
Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. It's just okay. good. Uh, oh, I guess what's also nice is that um, a lot of facilities are subsidized. So yeah. electricity subsidized, water subsidized. Yeah. Heavily, actually, heavily. Um, Very nice. Very nice. Yeah but, it, yeah, but it's kind of pointless when you don't have the facilities to make use of them. Oh, uh, there you go. All the negativity. Uh, okay. I, I, I do agree with you that it's like peace, peaceful. Very yeah. peaceful. Um, yeah, you can literally oh, drive, walk in now and be fine. Yeah, driving in Brunei is amazing. Yeah, the roads are great. Yeah, the roads are great, and uh, and the driver, some of the drivers can be assholes, but usually everyone is chill. Um, yeah, you don't really don't have to worry about like accidents. Uh, you say that, but accidents are pretty high because the people cannot drive here. Some of them. Okay, let me just say this. All right, if you've never been to Brunei, um, Brunei is basically if you're seventy, if you're eighty. And you don't know what else to do with your life, and you just want to. Oh, uh, if, you're, if, if you're sixty, that's fine. If you want to die peacefully, come to Brunei. It's not like fucking graveyard. I would say if you're fifty, no, no, it, of, it, is, it is a graveyard of a country, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it's it, fine, man. Fifty is also a good age to come to Brunei. Yeah, I guess if you're tired of like the hectic. Yeah, if you if you hate the um the uh, pace of um, a metropolitan like a New York, or London or KL. Yeah, and you want it to be summer all year round. Come to Brunei. And you want the pace to be a bit slower and just generally just chill a bit more. Yeah, come to Brunei. Come to uh, Brunei. That's my tourism done. Do sponsor me, Brunei, if you want and me if to you hate, And if you hate doing paperwork, come to Brunei. Next topic. I've been wishing for online uni for a while, but yeah, it's horrible. It, you, know, you know what? Online uni really is horrible. I really didn't think that it's going to be this bad. Like, it's just, I don't know why. Physical uni is just completely different. It's like you know, when, you're, when, yeah. you're in, when you're physically in uni, for some reason, your self, like, self-discipline level just goes up by, like, 100%. Yeah, because you're and not you at home. Just, yeah, you can just manage your time, like, much better, like, manage your work. I remember being able to finish my assignments three days before it's due, or, like, even a week before it's due. But right now, <laughs> it's always, hard. Like, the day before, and it always fucks me over. It always fucks me over. I'm not going to pretend my assignment skills have changed. You can ask any person who does CS. It's always last minute. Regardless of where it's online or physical, but what I would say, uh, back in school, um, year twelve or thirteen, there was TOK for A level students. Yes, we did TOK. Uh, we had IB people did TOK too, by the way. Uh, yeah, I know you guys did, but that usually it's IB thing. But A level kids also did a TOK thing. So my presentation was, I'm going to say my, it was my group was, uh, uh, is university worth it? Right, that was the main question proposed. And one of the solutions I gave was online uni and how that's becoming more and more popular and, and feasible. You're a joke, Talha. Huh? <laughs> the fact that you proposed that in hindsight, you're a joke. Yeah. I, I, at the time, I really believed online uni is feasible and is doable with, uh, and, and with this discipline. Uh, but now I've realized that it takes an incredible amount of self-discipline and it does. willpower to be consistently watching a lecture on time, consistently making notes, consistently doing your assignments on time and making sure you don't go off track. You know, but the thing is, um, I never watch any of my lectures. Yeah, yeah, same. I don't. But I know mm. people who do. Mm. I, I, never understood the, the, I never understood the point of watching lectures because I always mm. go through the slides anyways. No, I never even go through the slides. It's always the reading. But go on. Do you, do you have textbooks? I don't have textbooks. Oh, you guys don't have textbooks. Oh, what? Compsai students don't have textbooks? We never have textbooks. Wow. 
Are it's very rare. If we get textbook, it would be like some illegal dodgy website, but we never have textbooks though. Bruv, is CompSci even a, like a real degree? How can you say that? You do psychology. Is CompSci even a real degree? The 100k oh per year says otherwise. No textbook? Oh <laughs> God. I, mean, I hope I get 100k per year. Like, it'd be so sad if I spent so much money but not getting 100k per year. It'd be so sad. Please. Or like, at least 50k per year. I need some money to live. Anyway, going back. So, um, online uni at that point, I generally believe it could be done. But now, looking now, doing uh, two semesters, I've done two. I've done two semesters of online uni. This yep. is gonna be my, yeah. This is my second semester getting finished, and I, I, it's been hard, genuinely, really hard because, uh, obviously, I don't watch lectures. <laughs> I don't watch lectures because I just find incredibly boring. Um, but since I don't watch lectures. And I do not um, force myself to have a consistent schedule and work ethic. Because I'm always, obviously, it's literally going from your bed to your desk. And that's your uni, per se, right? Uh, And it's really hard to switch your home mode, which is, okay, chill, have fun. Because obviously, when I was coming back from uni, back to Renai, I was in chill mode. It's really hard to change the mindset. Okay, this is my uni. This is my workstation. I need to fucking work. So I found it really difficult to self-motivate myself to just work and actually do my fucking task. I always did my assignment on time. Submitting assignments on time has never been a problem. But it's actually learning the concept, learning the topics, making sure I actually know what I'm fucking doing. And I feel like a lot of uh, CS students will agree with me when I say this. Um, you go from assignment to assignment, not actually learning what you're doing. Um, and you just, you're just trying to finish assignment rather than understanding what you're doing. And it will come, it will bite you in the ass in the actual exam when you get in the end. Yeah, in general, it's been hard, man. Uh, <laughs> physical uni, the, the only difference between physical uni and online uni, in my opinion, if you're a CS student, you shouldn't really complain too much because most of the stuff we do is online anyways. But being in physical, what it does is it forces you to go to the lectures and it forces you to have a certain work schedule. Okay, this day I have these modules, I'll do X, Y, and Z. And that's my work. I'll do my work at uni. I'll go back home, and that's my job done, which makes it easier. Uh, but yes, it's really, it's been really hard for me to just balance it. To be honest, I've been watching too much Netflix. Way too much Netflix. And you want to add to that, Levin? You want to add to that? Um, for anyone who's planning on doing psychology, I can't speak for social. I think social science is probably a bit since I've taken few social science units. Um, yeah. If you don't have a background in said unit, like. One of the units I had to take was sociology, urban development, uh, international politics, and then international history. If you don't have a background in any of that, watch the lectures and read, like go through the readings and watch the lectures. On the other hand, if you have a background in psychology, for example, and you're taking psychology as a degree, um, there's a good chance that you can probably just skip the lectures Definitely, uh, especially if you're in your first year, like you can honestly just skip the whole first year lectures. Go through the readings, um, I'd say, but they are really not that important. This is, of course, assuming you have a background in uh, psychology in either A levels or IP, because honestly, it's just a rehash of whatever it is that you've learned, probably with a bit of tweak, something like that. So just go through the readings just to make sure. But um, yeah, they are they are honestly they're actually not that different. Any tips to survive online uni? Besides the watching lectures, good time management is so so important. How would you how would you get that? Make a routine, schedule. It's honestly habit. I remember 
I, I wait. How did I do it back in someone? I can't even remember. It was so long. I, ago. I, I remember what you did. So you, you had a routine where you always try to be a week ahead. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so when you do eventually, eventually encounter harder topics and modules, you can afford to be a week behind because you already did an extra work ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you did. But um, uh, but yeah. What's also important is oh, citations. If you're doing, if you're doing psychology, social sciences, you have to write, no, like, any. I'll say any module in uni requires some sort of citations. So know, that is that's it, important. But if it's like writing heavy, like have Mendeley or like some citation program ready like any because you're gonna lose like you're gonna if you don't keep track of your citations you're gonna be fucked really you're just gonna be fucked and you're gonna actually spend like two hours or at least an hour looking back and looking back trying to find like the citations that you've used and then properly citing them according to the format so um, use a program just makes it easier and cite as you go as well uh, for those of you doing the ee you probably know what i mean uh, EPQ, you guys probably also do know. I hope. I'm not sure how E-levels work. I, I, yeah, EPQ are pretty robust. They, they know what you're talking about. It's okay. almost like a half an A-level. Almost. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just really just be careful with your citations. Um, work ethic as well. Yeah, it sounds general and it sounds like it sounds like it's it's a given. You know, like, oh, have good... Uh, you need to have good time management and all that self-discipline. It, it sounds so cliche, but it's so yeah. fucking true. The reason why it's cliche because it just works. Yes. It just works. Yeah, it just works. So uh, just keep an eye out on that. And there, and there's no secret recipe. At the end of the day, if it's if it's worth anything, it's going to require some work to get it there, right? Yeah. You're not going to magically become a 4.0 student. <laughs> you could be a prodigy in high school, but we're in uni right now. You need to put some work to get the scores you want to get. First semester might be a bit easy, but as you get towards the end of second year or third year, it, uh, workload skyrockets. Also, unlike A-levels and IB, where you could trial and error your way through a lot of like the stuff. So like say you, you, aren't, you aren't sure that you know, literature review is supposed to be written this way. Um, you could trial, error, you know, trial and error your way through IB and A-levels, you know, assignments and all that, but you can't do that in uni. In uni, you just nope. do it once. And if you fuck up, you just fuck up. So and honestly, you cry rest of the semester. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. But uh, uh, no, no, not that I have cried, but I could have cried, but then I did cry. Not that I did cry. Uh, yeah, just make sure to refer to your lectures in regards to them, like what it is that they expect it to be like. Um, if they have asked for examples, if they don't give you examples, also just know that. You're gonna have different markers every time, and some of the markers are gonna have like really, really dubious uh, criteria, and markers will have different criteria. Um, yeah, just be careful about that because you can do well with like that one marker, and it's gonna sit well with with him or her. But switch markers, and it might be a completely different story. So just watch out for that. I had one marker that was a complete asshole. Um, <laughs> Wait, in what in what sense? He was being really fucking anal. <laughs> like, it was an assignment that was supposed to be a draft for yeah. the next assignment, which is supposed to be kind of like a blog post about uh, site-related stuff, right? Basically, yeah. well, the whole point of it, what it, from what I understand, is that they wanted you to express site-related concepts in uh, in layman's, uh, layman terms. Okay. Yeah, so basically just to show that you have an understanding of it uh, from a basic level. And you can regurg- regurgitate, or not regurgitate, but you know, express it in a manner where uh, it's 
consumable to other people and consumable to you as well. Um, but so the draft, I made it formal. The the actual thing, I was gonna make it informal because that's how blog posts work, right? But you know how I write. Like my writing is naturally just like fairly formal, not very formal, but fairly formal. But it's fairly, and, um, yeah, yeah. You so you fall structure, yeah, yeah. That that's how my draft was written. And he was being a fucking asshole, and he was judging the whole thing like it was gonna be in the actual, like you, it was like it was the actual block. And that's a final draft, but when you don't have the final draft, yeah, it's just the draft. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he was an asshole. Um, thankfully, I got a completely different uh marker for okay. my second assignment. Yeah. So few, like, whew, all right. I mean, luckily, yeah, you, you got a new marker or else you'd be pretty sad. Okay, time yeah. for Talha's life advice. I, I bear in mind, I'm 19 years old. Don't take it too, too hard. But, you know, here's some advice from a 19-year-old. If you take if you want to or else do what you want. Just have fun. It's like, life isn't that serious. Have more fun. Obviously, if you're on a scholarship, maintain your grades. But, you know, try, try to have some more fun. Yeah, have fun. By the way, just know that friends are temporary and the 4.0 on your transcript, that's... Uh, that's <laughs> Fuck's sake. That mentioned the opposite of what I just said. Just, just know that. <laughs> yes, true. But I, I genuinely think just try to have more fun. It isn't like okay, if you're, if you really want to get the four point out, then do whatever you want to do to get it there. Okay. But I'm trying to say, if you're really sad about your four point, if you're really depressed and sad about not getting a four point or a perfect score, don't beat yourself up for it. You know, it's not the end of the world if you don't get a four right? Or, or, or a first class or a high distinction, right? Well, some people would say that because it's not the end of the world, therefore it's even more depressing because it's just going to stay on there permanently. Okay, you know what? That's the end of the podcast. Uh, how, uh, <laughs> like, uh, click follow on Spotify on the podcast icon. Um, more episodes to come. Hopefully, Fabian will join me next week as well. Uh, hopefully, next will be more uh, structured and more planned. I'll try my best. This is, no, this I, can't, is just, I can't do next week, though. And the next week, why not? Exams. Okay, it's an after exams. Oh yeah, after exams. Yes. Yeah, sure. After exams, we'll go ham. Okay. Um. So thank you for listening. If you're still listening, I love you all, and I promise there'll be more content from in the future. My YouTube channel will get a video very soon, hopefully December something. For now, see ya. <laughs>